When I talk to property investors, they often tell me using debt is a key advantage over other asset classes. In the stock market, using debt is often called gearing. The new BetaShares Wealth Builder Funds, ASX ticker symbols G200 and GHHF, offer moderate gearing across Australian and global shares for investors who are comfortable with the higher risks associated with gearing their investments. You can discover how they work by visiting betashares.com.au. Please don't forget that gearing magnifies gains and losses, so read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rask Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rask AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, Investing Month. It is wonderful to be back and it has been a month. It has been a month. Yes, it has been indeed. Today, we're talking about an investing checklist. Uh, This is probably not the type of checklist you might think of if you've been listening to the show for a long time. We have covered something very similar to this in the past. It's not a stock by stock by stock by stock checklist or what you can look for when you're going for a property inspection. It's more of a general checklist. Yeah. So if you've listened to all of our episodes on investing over the last month and you've got the building blocks in place now, this is all the things to just keep in mind or think about before you're ready to start investing and then how to take action because that's what we're all about here. Because investing generally seems like a very steep learning curve. I think anyone could say the same. You, you think it's all just about like ETFs or the stocks that you buy or the property that you invest in, whatever the case is. But there's so much that comes with it. There's admin, there's learning, there's giving there's the tax. confidence, there's tax, there's you know investing in a couple if you share money. There's so many different things to think about, let alone what you've got to learn. So hopefully this checklist helps you just get some of those things in order to give you a pathway and navigate through. Mm. And just make it a little bit less overwhelming. And we have this as a Google Doc, so we'll have that linked in the show notes and mm-hmm. the description of your podcast player. So you can just make your own copy and check things off as you go. And yep. if you have anything else you want to add to your own checklist, then pop it in there. Yeah, you can add it. You can make it drag and drop it into your own Google Drive account. So just a bit of admin. At the very start of the Google Doc, there is a 
a little thing that tells you how to make a copy of it. If you're not familiar with Google Docs, we get that question a lot. How do I make a copy of this? Can I edit it? Yes, you can. You just need to make your own copy. There is a bit of an instruction there. But the first thing, Kate, in this new investor checklist is, and this is more like a self-reflective one. It says, I know why I'm managing my own money or like why this is so important to me. So start with why. Sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's an important step because many of us think we need to rush into investing before we sort out the foundations. And that's what we've been covering over the last month, figuring out all of those important basic foundations Mm. that are really important and are going to stick with you throughout your whole investing journey. And understanding why you're investing and why you want to build wealth and why you want to work on your finances and managing your money better is really important first step so that When things get hard, when they get tough, when you go, oh, I just don't want to sort out my taxes, I'm going to leave it for a few more months, or Mm. I don't want to look at my portfolio, or I'm, oh, do I invest this month, do I not? You know why you're doing it, and that helps you push through when it feels frustrating or hard or challenging because you know why you're doing it, and that gives you the confidence and conviction to keep going. Keep going, stay on the horse or get back up on it. Uh, It is so important because, uh, like you said, you Unless you know exactly why you want to do something, as soon as something gets a bit more challenging, uh, it's easy just to falter. And that's why we're big advocates of writing things down as well, right? Because Mm. people can then go back and they can see it. Like if you just think about it, like I know why, and you kind of say it to yourself right now, or you put it on a serviette and then you lose that serviette, you're not going to be able to recall it and kind of critique your prior self or your future self rather uh, anywhere near as easily. So the second thing is I have a list of simple financial goals. How do you go about goal setting, Kate? Yeah. So even when it comes to your finances, setting one short term, so something you want to save towards in the next three to 12 months, Mm -hmm. something medium term over the next few years, and a longer term financial goal, which might be you're trying to invest- In a forest. Yes. In a forest, (laughs) you want to build your portfolio to $100,000 or you want to have- $1,000 of passive income from your ETF Mm. portfolio every year, or you want to build your super to XYZ level. So working out what your goals are, because that'll help you step backwards and work out, well, how much can I invest each month, given I have three different competing priorities right now? And how what what is my timeframe? Because Mm. Having some goals and understanding that will also show you how long you can invest for, and that will change what you can invest in. Mm. The next two things are all about your personal finances, and people don't really think about this as much as they should. Like you said, they like to jump in. I now see a lot of professional investors, like fund managers and people like this, now talking about the importance of good financial hygiene. And one of those things is actually paying off debt. So we say to pay off debt because the interest rate on debt is basically negative compounding. So when we talk about investing, the reason we invest is so our money compounds, it grows over time and like it feeds on itself. Debt is actually that in reverse. So what we see when interest rates go up as they have in the last little while, people who have debt go backwards faster and people who don't have debt go forwards faster. Mm. And so that's what we see. We see investors get ahead and other people go behind. But people think they can do both. People think they can have a lot of debt and invest but it actually works out mathematically to be incorrect because the interest that you pay is typically higher than the return you get from investing. Not only that, you pay tax on any gains that you make when you invest. So it's like a double whammy. It's typically not as high and you pay tax, 
Whereas when you pay, pay off your interest, so you just take that money that you might have otherwise invested, you pay off your debt, you kind of get the, the best thing in a spreadsheet. But the secondary thing, Kate, which I'm sure you'll talk about, is it makes you feel better. Yeah. And also paying off debt helps you build solid financial habits because if you get into that mm. practice of paying $500 off your credit card every month because you've got a plan, you know it's going to take you 12 months to pay off this credit card and then you're going to close it down and not use a credit card anymore. Once you've paid off that credit card, you can then convert that $500 a month into your savings goal or your investing goal. So you've built that really mm. awesome skill set of regular doing something with your money and you can just change that skill from paying off debt to investing. Yeah. And so people think like when we talk about an investing month, you know, you got to jump straight into it. Sure, you can still do your micro investing. You still do your yeah. little bits and pieces like that. But the first focus should be paying off that high interest debt, like buy now, pay later, credit cards, etc. F- maybe even loans to family and friends. And we've got a free course as part of our RASC road trip on RASC education that you can take that will mm. help give you some different tips and tricks and strategies to working on paying off debt. And there's also free financial counsellors you can speak to who will really help look at your individual situation Mm. and provide you with a strategy to getting out of debt. And that helps, especially if you have debts with multiple places. Yeah. So again, we'll just emphasize those are free things, the free course on risk education and the free financial counsels that you can contact. The reason why we say to pay off debt first is because you are effectively starting in a negative position. So your personal balance sheet has more debt than it does assets. And slowly over time, as you pay that off, we said before, mathematically, it makes sense. Emotionally, it makes sense. But there's another reason. And once you get from kind of like the tip of the iceberg, you kind of emerge from beneath the, the surface and you've started to pay back your debt, you get to a point where you start to become like asset positive because you, you no longer have as much debt as you do the assets like the cash. And what that means is that you, then you can start to save an emergency fund. So the emergency fund is something that all investors should have every single day of the year. Because even if it's only you know a few thousand dollars, it means that when things get tough when it comes to investing, or for example, you lose your job, you don't have to sell your investment straight away. Mm. And this is what we call a forced sell It's when someone has no other reason to sell other than something completely, like, there's nothing related to investing. It's something else in their life that means they have to sell. Yeah. And so that's a really bad place to be in because then you end up selling your investments oftentimes at the wrong time. Yeah, and often when things are going wrong, maybe in the economy and you're, you've lost your job, maybe you've been made redundant, the market also might not be doing very well at the same time and then yeah. it's sort of a, a double whammy. So having three to six months of your, your basic living expenses, that's mm. not including travel and all of that sort of stuff, stashed away, high interest savings account, some awesome high interest savings accounts right yeah. now. So if you're just listening to this and you haven't checked your savings account recently, there are some great rates like anywhere 4 to 5% yeah. per year uh, interest on your savings account. Have a look. Yeah. And if you have a mortgage, an offset account is typically attached to your mortgage. If it isn't, speak to your mortgage broker uh, or the bank because they'll be able to organize an offset account for you. And that means that you don't make interest, but you save interest on your mortgage. And that's highly tax effective. Yeah. Just find ways to make your money work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So the next thing is this idea of investing in your education, because a lot of people say to us, Kate, well, interest rates are high, cost of living pressures, et cetera. You know, I don't have enough money to invest yet. I'm, I'm paying off this debt or whatever. And they're doing all the right things, but they're like, what, what can I do now to try and, you know, develop and 
whatever. And we say, well, you can still learn. Like knowledge yeah. is free. Learning is something you have control over. You can put 30 minutes, whatever you can spare, aside in your calendar each week. And you spend that time, whether it's reviewing your budget for the month mm. or it's taking one of our free courses and going, okay, this month I'm going to learn about property or this month I'm going to learn about my superannuation and take some actionable steps to improve my future situation. So prioritizing learning, because I think this is something that, especially at the beginning of your journey, every half an hour you spend learning will return substantially more in terms of not making mistakes, in being able to invest, in even just some small changes you make with your super. We talk about that a lot on the show, can have huge impacts over your lifetime. So Mm. I would really encourage you to prioritize just half an hour each week or each month, whatever you can spare for your own financial learning. Yeah. We we often hear from people that have gone on this journey and some people try and go out there and just like a what's a, a horse out of a gate, so to speak. It's just like racing out and they try and consume as much financial information as possible to get it done. And that might work for some people, but for a lot of people, this stuff isn't that interesting. Um, but mm. you know it's important. Like it's important for everyone, obviously. Uh, so the way to do that is just to do a little bit, you know, often. And that could be through podcasts. It could be through a book. Mm. It could be we have book lists on the website. Uh, we have free courses. It could be just be ticking off one of those things every day. But yeah. But just a few minutes every week is fine. And most of us have some things on our list that we've put off for years and years. I mean, I was speaking to someone earlier today who knew he wanted to sort his will out because he'd bought a property and he has some assets now. And mm-hmm. he'd been talking about doing that for years and years and years, and he still hasn't done it. So there's a lot of things that in all of our lives, we can probably identify that we put off for a long time, but we know we should do it. So mm. it's about putting yourself first and your own financial future first and making time for these important things. Yeah, because like health, it's important to understand at least the basics. And I'd say after a few months, most people have a really good grasp of the essentials of finance and investing. So we have this checklist here and I'll read it out. Um, It's part of the Google Doc. And there are four items on there that we want you to understand. So we, we say, I have an understanding of the following and you can tick these off in your own time. I understand that the stock market won't go up every year. Why, Kate? Because the stock market doesn't always go up. And if you have a look at how different asset classes like Australian shares have performed over time, it is a roller coaster ride. Things Mm. will go up, things will go down over time. Over the last sort of 50 years, things have gone up, but not at every moment. So this is important to have an understanding of because if you make your first investment of $100 in an ETF today, and tomorrow you log into your account and it's $95, we don't want you freaking out and going, oh, I've made a mistake. I've made the wrong decision. My money's gone backwards. Therefore, I did something wrong. Because Mm. part of investing is that things go up and things go down. We're investing for a very long period of time because over time, we believe Australian companies will grow. But not going to happen necessarily tomorrow. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are we're students of history 
uh, on average, the market will fall. If you just go by calendar years, on average, the market will fall one in, say, every five years. Um, and that can be quite dramatic when it happens. It can be 20%. It can be more. Uh, but over those other four years, you get, on average, positive returns. But notice how I said on average. Sometimes that one bad year could be three times in a row, and then you've got 10 years of positive market. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it comes back to between, let's say loosely, an average of 5 to 10% per year. So you go through all of that, all the trials and tribulations just for an average return of 5 to 10%. But in the meantime, it could do a lot of different things. If I see my portfolio go down 30% and suddenly all of that hard-earned money that I've put in has gone down in value, if I freak out and sell, then that can impact my financial future for years to come. But if I make the decision to go, okay, I'm sticking to my plan. I don't think anything fundamental has changed. I'm either going to not invest anymore but not sell or I'm going to invest more. That could also set me up for years to come. Absolutely. That's why I say a little bit, lots of times, right? So the second thing is I have an understanding of the following, that everyone is unique in how they think about risk. So it's called a risk profile. Uh, we, we think that everyone will have, have different life experiences and those experiences shape our attitudes towards money. So whether you think investing is a positive or a negative thing, um, and that ultimately informs how we should invest. Yeah, and that's why we talk so much about understanding our money story and our relationship with money growing up and how our parents talk to us about money, how we talk about it with our friends, even financial psychology on this show, because that often impacts the decisions we make and how mm. comfortable we feel investing money and whether we can cope with thinking 5, 10, 20 years out when we're investing. Yeah. The finance industry, for those that don't know, is obsessed with this idea called volatility, which is that random up and down that we mentioned before. It doesn't go up every day kind of thing. We call this volatility. And that's the official definition of risk in investing. But my definition of risk would probably be something like, I don't save and invest enough money to reach my goal. Mm. So if my goal is to own a farm, for example, in years to come, I don't have enough money when I get there. That would, to me, that would make the most sense. It's like, in my mind, that would be what risk is like, financial risk, I don't have enough money. Yeah. For Uh, me, it's probably not – if I would be taking a huge risk if I'm investing in something I don't understand that I can't explain how it works and what it does to a friend or family member. Yeah, see? And there's so many different versions of this. But I think at the end of the day, people just want to be comfortable with what they're doing. Like they know that it doesn't go up every day or every month or every year and they know that there's like a good solid – track record and history of this thing. It's not a gamble, so to speak. Um, And so this is what we believe, this is why we invest because of these reasons. Like we do want to invest in what we know and invest for the long term. Speaking of, the next thing, three of the third part of the four part checklist is um, that I understand the stock market is for five to 10 year money only. Kate, what does that mean? So like we mentioned that the stock market won't go up every year. This means that if I'm investing I only want to be investing money that I can put aside for a long period of time. So it's those long-term goals. So I don't want to be investing a house deposit if I'm planning to buy in the next few years. I don't want to be investing my emergency fund because I need that money accessible immediately if something goes wrong. Mm. I don't want to be investing my money for my European holiday next year. So I only want to invest money that I know I can put aside for at least five to 10 years, hopefully more. Like our superannuation. So that is money that I'm not going to need for decades. So I can 
afford and I, I can take more risk and I can invest in a higher risk super fund. Yeah, absolutely. So why do we put ourselves through all of this? Well, the final part of this mini checklist within the main checklist is I have an understanding of the following, that stocks are risky, but over 10 years can grow well. And so the reason that we invest in the stock market or that we invest via ETFs is because historically, the stock market has been an exceptional way to make money and grow wealthy. And those who invest get ahead and those who don't invest don't get ahead, at least nowhere near as quickly. Hmm. And so we put ourselves through all of that pain to come out the other end, knowing that it's the best place to put out extra dollars. Yeah, because we're buying companies and companies don't double in size overnight, but over 10 years, they can create new products and services. They can sell new things. They can employ more people, expand their offices. So this takes time though. Yeah. And uh, Warren Buffett has this really interesting saying. He says, in the short term, stocks are risky. In the long term, stocks are risky not to invest in. Uh, With the idea being that the longer you have to invest, uh, the less importance you place on those short-term emotional issues that it comes with investing. And the more you begin to realize that you're just investing in businesses and businesses are creating value for society. Yeah, because we don't want to just be consumers of the economy. We're buying and buying yeah. services and goods every day, but we could also become part owners. So yeah. by buying and investing in ETFs like we talked about this month, and we might be investing in a whole basket of Australian companies that – we're using their products and services of every day, you get to be part owner of that. So if that company does well over time, because every other Australian is also using their mm. products and services, you get to benefit from that growth. Absolutely. So we've got three more things on our uh, big checklist, which you can download. Uh, and the, it's a pretty simple one. This one's a bit self-serving, but we would love for you to tick this box off, which is I have listened to the Investing Month episodes on the Australian Finance Podcast. Obviously, we've been spending this entire month talking about investing and how important it is. Um, We would love for you to be able to tick off everything because we think all of the episodes are really important for anyone that's looking to get started or accelerate their investing. Yep. And the next one, if you are interested in ETF specifically, because each Mm. of the episodes this month was very sort of brief, concise overview because we wanted to cover a lot of ground. If you are interested in exchange-traded funds and investing in those baskets that we talked about, so I could have a basket of Australian shares or a basket of US shares, I want you to listen to our ETF investing mini-series that we did last year. It's five parts. It's super educational. We use favorites. We use fake money. Um, Our producer, Monique's there, and we're sort of having a three-way transaction to explain how ETFs work. And so that will give you a really, really good understanding of how ETFs work. And you've got that knowledge for life. Yeah. And it's a really, we think it's a great way to get started investing. So the final thing, Kate, and this is the one where people get, they're ready to go, they're, they're pumped up. They get out their phone or they're on the computer and they think, okay, I'm ready to do this thing. How do I, what do I pick? Which one do I go with? Which broker? What platform do I use? How do I actually buy them? So instead of saying to you, go and do this one thing, we're going to tell you to do two things. We're going to tell you to download two brokerage accounts or apps or go to their website and create two accounts on separate ones and try them. Um, Some of the most popular names include Comsec which is the biggest in Australia. I've got Perla, who is a sponsor of the Australian Finance Podcast. Stake. Uh, I've got Selfwealth, which is not so much a sponsor, but we do educational things for them. Superhero, Sharesies, and even Vanguard. 
have their own uh, brokerage platform these days. There's NAB Trade and a few others. Yeah. Download two of them, the apps, or create two accounts and see which ones you like. Give them a go and then also give yourself a time frame to make a decision. So yeah. if you are trying a few different brokerage accounts, say by the end of next fortnight, I will make a decision. I will choose one of these and I will proceed with that. Because even if you don't like it in six months' time and find a better option, you can just change, change. brokers. You can transfer any shares yeah. from broker to broker. Yeah, so just just change. Uh, it's not something that's irreversible. A lot of people create one account and they find it really uh, time consuming and mentally exhausting to try and decide if that is the right choice for me right now. Well, maybe it is right now, but maybe in a year it's different. So then you can change. Um, and that's and why we suggest we starting really small as well. So yeah. you're not getting your whole $100,000 life savings and investing today. You're going to start with $5 if it's a micro investing app or $500 if it's one of these other brokerage apps. Yeah, we have a full guide available on our website, which uh, is linked in this um, checklist. And it will take you through the most popular in our community. We don't receive anything for mentioning these brokers, by the way. Um, but they just it gives you an overview of the costs and what you can expect from them and how they work. Uh, and it's seriously, just go and try them. All of them that we've mentioned are free to open. Like yeah. there's no cost associated with opening an account. And some of them even give you like a little tiny little bonus just to get started or something like this. So go and check them out. Find a friend to refer you. Maybe yeah, you'll get $10 to- <laughs> credit or something like that. Yeah. We don't do referral codes here, but your friend might have one. Yep. But the, I think the great thing is everything we've talked about in today's episode and throughout the month, if you want to go further and go more in depth, we have courses on everything to do with ETFs. And we've got our mini series mm-hmm. on the podcast. If you want to learn about individual share investing, last month we did a shares month and we have a checklist. So if you want to start researching shares, you can go through that checklist. Mm. If you want to learn more about risk, we've done episodes on that, compound interest. Yep. We've done episodes and we've got guides diving into brokerage accounts. So take what you're interested in, Search for our back catalogue, whether it's on the finance podcast or our other yellow one, the investing podcast, um, and and go to Rask Education. We've got about 15 free courses, so you can't go too far, Bob. Yeah, yeah, and they're free. So check them out. Um, We've enrolled, I think, nearly around 24,000 students in the courses, which is just unbelievable. Yeah. we also, yeah, just to add on top of that, uh, we also have four different podcast channels, right? So if you're just interested in property, go and listen to our property podcast. If you're just interested in business, go and check that out. Like, we've got so much we do, and we just love to share it with you. But this guide is a great way. This checklist is a great guide to navigating you through to your first investment or continuing your investment. And we speak to people when we're at events. They've been listening to us for years and haven't invested. Like, yeah. literally years they've been listening but haven't invested. And that is okay. Now is the time. Yeah. Now is the time. I think the thing we haven't left put on this checklist is just that investing is a fantastic thing to do. Yeah. And it's a fantastic step that you're taking for your financial future. And if you think about it, you're already an investor. You've got superannuation. Mm. I'd say 99.9% of people listening do have a superannuation, a retirement account in Australia. And that is already investing in shares and bonds and property Mm. in Australia and globally. So you are an investor. So this is just another step you're taking as part of your own financial journey. Yeah. So let's recap. This is the checklist. I know why I'm managing my money and why it's important to me. Obviously, you want to retire on your own terms or do whatever you want. Uh, I have a very simple list of financial goals. Could be very simple. Like could be like just a couple of things if you want to. Um, I have paid off my bad 
nasty debts, yeah. those, those high interest ones. Buy now, pay laters as well. Credit Personal cards. loans. If you have a loan to friends and family, like get that off your back. Yep. I have an emergency fund, three to six months of living expenses, but that can also depend. If you're a single income family with kids, you might want a little bit more. If you're in retirement, you've got your house paid off, you might want a little bit less, but you might put it in a different place. Yeah. Have you scheduled 30 minutes in your calendar to work on your finances each week, mm-hmm. whether it's learning or actually taking action? Yep. Speaking of learning, I understand the following, that the stock market won't go up every year, that everyone is unique about how they think about risk. So you should think about that for yourself. I understand that the stock market is for long-term money only and that stocks are risky, but over the long-term they can grow very well. I've listened to the Investing Month series on the Australian Finance Podcast, and if there was something that interests me, I scrolled back through the episodes to dive in deeper. Yep. And of course, we have an ETF mini-series, and our ETF course itself, which is free, is our most popular of all time. So we have an ETF series with Monique, our producer, who was in the studio with us with some chocolates, and we've got a course to back it up if you want to get involved in that. And finally, Kate. I've downloaded and tested at least two brokerage accounts, and then I've made a, set myself a time frame to make a decision. Yep. And you can have a look at our guide for more details on how to compare and choose brokerage accounts on Rust Media, but we'll have that in the show notes. Yes, yeah, so much to go with. We'll have all of the, the links in the show notes, but, but definitely, please, if you haven't taken a moment to really get that emotional hurdle out of the way and actually start investing. This is the way to do it. Just have a checklist that we've created for you. Just follow it. It doesn't cost anything to follow this. It's really simple. And within the month, you can be an investor just like us and you can begin overcoming that fear of investing for the first time and start to feel confident in yourself and in your future. Amazing. Yeah, great. Well, Kate, this has been a great episode for Investing Month. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Owen. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. 
After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Raskinvest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Raskinvest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Raskinvest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Raskinvest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.